I found out a friend of mine started a divorce podcast called No Longer We. Oh. And the first episode is about getting through the holidays as a recently divorced person. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. That <laughs> sounds. She might have a bit of a hard sell getting uh getting that launched during the holidays. Well, it's her and someone else, and they uh they try to make fun like out of being getting divorced, being divorced. You know, might as well make the best out of it. I don't know. It was interesting. And she sounds completely different than I remember. I didn't, I haven't seen her in 10 years or so. We should reach out to her and just congratulate her on the launch of the podcast and let her know if she figures out how to get anybody to listen to the goddamn thing to give us a call. Yeah, let us know. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I got trolled so hard on Twitter the other day. How'd you get trolled on, on Twitter? This Donald? is actually the first time I think I've been trolled. Um, I mean, you know, just just sort of random, randomly singled out by the, the, the roaming bands of assholes Happens to the best that of wander it. across the surface of the internet like the fucking cannibals in Mad Max. The, the Twitter trolls, yeah. I've heard about these. But I you know there was a guy, there was a guy on there who had an account that was devoted to like podcasting tips. Mm-hmm. And so he posts something and said, you know, if you've got any questions, just, just ask. And I said, yeah, my friend and I have been doing ours for about a year. You know, we got like a core group, but we can't get the numbers up. We want them to go up. Yeah. And he gave me some good tips. I was going to talk to talk to you about some of those later, but gave me some good tips. And then <laughs> this fucking, some rando dropped in right underneath and was like, basically said something to the effect of, have you considered that you're just not that? In-? Yeah, <laughs> we have. <laughs> and, <laughs> and can oh, we, man. Can we just talk about why, why, why even say that? Can we just talk about who does that? There's a level, and, and so it's everywhere, apparently. There's a level of, it's like, I don't know. They, uh, It's almost like when you're an asshole to your server. I, I'm convinced that, because I'm never, I've never been, you know, mean to someone who served me, uh, I, to, at least to my knowledge. And, and, and so it, to me, it's like, do they get something out of it? Do they get a feeling of power? Do they get a feeling of, cons- of of consequential or that they're consequential, that they matter? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's- I can't imagine that, that, that that's the feeling you get, that you matter. I don't know. Maybe they're just sad. Some people, it, it feels good sometimes to, to just be angry, you know, or to, to pick at people, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, I totally understand, you know, that sort of... The righteous poison, right, yeah. of feeling and rage. Right, yeah. You know, it feeds itself. It feels good. You want to keep it going. Yeah. But just well, just randomly dropping in on strangers it who are trying to learn or get better in anything. It happens. So, and just, and then just, and just dropping, mm-hmm. dropping your, your size 46 right. Wranglers and taking a giant shit well, so I'm all glad, over the conversation. I'm glad you brought this up because I heard this, I heard this earlier, uh, and it, it is kind of it's we're going to go into a sports ball for a second, okay. but but it's only it's because it's relevant. You, so, should I call the Hawks? No, no. <laughs> so please don't do that cult crap. Last night, uh, a basketball player broke the three point record, and so Twitter congratulated him and all of this, and and but instantly, you know what what Twitter did? So his, the father of the guy who broke the record was a former NBA player. He's been divorced for a year. So you know what they they picked at instead of congratulating the guy who broke the record, they picked at how his father's uh, divorced has been and and fat, <laughs> like because that's Twitter. 
That's Twitter. Like it doesn't, it makes no sense. I don't know, but perhaps it's, I mean, I, I get that it's funny and that it's almost like the wild west out there on Twitter. You can just say whatever the fuck you want. It feels like, but I don't know. For me, it's, I, I don't know. Maybe that's the draw to it. I mean, in, in Twitter's defense, and this makes me feel very awkward, there are like sort of niche communities mm-hmm. that are very helpful to each other. Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's a web programmer Twitter where I hang out a lot because that's the work that I do, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask, you know, we ask each other questions, you post tips back and forth, business ideas, stuff like that. That can be real. So, and, and I think photographer Twitter is like that. So there's like a lot of niches. Well, that sounds like Reddit almost. It, it can be. Yeah. But then, you know, like I said, you've just got these... F- randos and i don't it's not just twitter to me it feels it feels of a piece with the people punching flight attendants Mm -hmm. you know of just this the the amount of americans just screaming at each other for good reason i think it might also be attention if you look at you know uh, certain things that that are just said like it's blatantly wrong or blatantly off point will get the most attention from everyone else. is is basically just calling that person out on their what you think wrongness. I guess in the radio they call that a hot take. If you have a hot take, you know, radio is all about hot takes these days because like, it gets reactions it, from people. It seems and, like the equivalent of like going to a swim swimming pool, mm-hmm. standing on the side of it, pulling your trunks down, and peeing in the water so everybody can see. Right. And then it's not enough to pee in the water. Well, well, there's separation. The troll needs everyone to see them peeing in the water. But there's separation there too, and we're all aware of this. You know, you can be whoever you want online and not have to, you know, face the yeah, you know, face to face consequences. Like I put my name on stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, everyone in Twitter, but but I'm old. You could have you could have six Twitter accounts, you know, and no one know no one knows that you have those. You know, that's what I'm going to do. That's what you should. I was thinking about that. I'm just going to fragment my personality. I was like, maybe I finally like break different people. and get Twitter and just make it completely opposite of who I actually yeah. am. Well, I use it, like I said, there, there, there are parts of it that I really like, which is why I use it. Mm-hmm. And the troll phenomenon isn't limited to Twitter. And even no. though I joke it like that it is, I know it, it isn't. But that, so that's a little side tangent. Can I segue? Yeah, segue. So, speaking of troll, I'm going to troll the shit out of this movie that we're covering. Guys, we're having, I guess, we're going to have what's called shitty Christmas here at the podcast. We've watched two films for the month. We have one more, and it's not a shitty movie, so it will well, save let's us. Not, let's not overpromise. Yeah. We're underpromise. No, no. Overdeliver. The next film we're covering for the holidays is a fantastic movie, and I don't, have you not seen it? I've not seen Krampus. Yeah, we're, you're, mm, yeah, I like this movie a lot. I'm in the time being, we've covered a film from 1980 called To All a Good Night. And it's not as bad as our previous episode, Ginger Dead Man. If you're curious, go back and listen to our back catalog. I have to tell all the listeners that you you, you got to ignore everything Levi just said about this movie not being great. Because... No, it's bad. This is... First of all, I'm going to say two, two things up front about this movie. Number one, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so nice to see something as sex positive. Oh God, as this it's movie so was. You know, I just feel like our, our culture's in such a weird 1980. place. Levi, we, we've got, despite the fact that we've got things like sex. OnlyFans and that, like having cleavage and an Instagram account is a career now. I, I still think we have a, a real odd sex negativity. We to always our have in this country, but we this movie have. does not suffer from any sex negativity no. because it is from the early 1980s. Yes, and 
uh, they knew their audience. They knew what type of film they were making. I'll say that about this one over Ginger Dead Man. I think this film, I think the cast and crew were aware of what they were making. Maybe not like as aware of as maybe Troll Two, Troll Two, or whatever the film is called that everyone fucking loves and is supposedly terrible. No, I think you're exactly right about but, that. I think, but I think it's more than Ginger Dead Man. I think they, I, I think they probably thought this movie was better than it was. But but nobody was under any illusions that they were making anything other than a nudity laden right. slasher film. So and God bless them because you know well, what, Levi, you know what this country needs more of some good old all American <laughs> heteronormative young I mean, people holed up in a cabin drinking and having sex. Well, we paused it at seven minutes and thirty five seconds in is our first nudity shot, <laughs> so like it starts. Early. And quite and my, frankly, I felt like that was a bit of a wait. And like my I think third, they could have got it in under the five minute mark. Oh no, they the the film starts with with sex talk. Like I have my third note here is lots of tasteless focus on sex. Because there is the the whole first quarter of the film is focused on sex. It, it absolutely is. How are we going to get laid? But again, I think, you know, we're talking about it like that's weird, but it's a movie about a group of what, like, they're not teenagers, I'm guessing like early 20s? I, or I, are they teenagers? Late, te- like, late teens? They're probably late teens, but they the actors are in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, so, and they're, you know, they, they come up with a way because it's, it's at a girls' finishing school. It's a girls' finishing school, they, they, we should say, yeah. And the girls come up with a way to sneak their boyfriends in for a weekend. Right. Right? And then they spend the weekend, aside from being murdered, drinking and having sex. I think people have forgotten is that's actually what you're supposed to do. Man, people are... When I, you're, you know, when you're right. 19 years old. Right. I feel, I you know, the pandemic stopped that for a lot of people. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not for the 18-year-olds who didn't care anyway. I, I have no idea. But... Yeah, I, I get that. It feels very Friday the 13th. There's a, like a Friday the 13th score going on here where every character that's supposed to be a teenager is played by a 20-something and they're sex-crazed. That's the vibe of this film from early on. The first scene, we get a death by hazing, which yeah. is, yeah, yeah, some controversial stuff. God, I miss the 80s. They, you don't want yeah. everybody to survive no. the initiation ritual into your group. You got to weed out the weak. Right, right. <laughs> that's what. That's what's wrong with this that, country. I, I agree, Jonathan. Just weed out the weak. You can tell the film is takes place in Southern California. I roll. You got. I do. I don't like. Again, I don't like horror movies that take place in Southern California. I especially don't like Christmas movies that take place in Southern California. Well, the second thing, just mm-hmm. just as context, while mm-hmm. we talk about the rest of the movie that I wanted to mention, you and I watched this together. We did. I, We've been doing that lately, and I like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had way more fun. Yeah. I predicted every single thing. Yeah, you I did. I picked out. <laughs> the twist and everything. I got, yeah, I, I yeah. got the twist. I knew yeah, yeah. I knew what was coming. Well, it's because and that this is, because, is your... Yeah, I am a connoisseur of garbage. This is your niche. Yes. Whereas the A24 shit is my niche. Yeah. And this is why we started a horror podcast. <laughs> I am, I, so, you know, I'm almost never able to predict an A24 movie. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I like I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have a random British student, which I thought was random. We had two, <laughs> two British accents. Oh, that's there. right, right. Is the house mother, does she have a British accent? No, I think it's two of the... Two of the uh, students, two of the the young ladies. Oh, who that's have a right. You're right. One you're of right. them dies pretty quick. You're right. That's right. The the killer has a naughty list and has a picture of the girl who died. So we're already getting early on in the film 
that the killer is uh, related to the student who was killed during the hazing the year. So uh, again, the music is very Friday the 13th. We do get monster vision, which is something we like to call a callback on here. And at the, the moment we get monster vision, it's a Jaws like score. Yeah. Which I, I noticed, which I thought was really neat. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I like to think that they did. These murders are terrible. And insofar as they don't look brutal no. or realistic. My favorite or, one is the the girl who gets stabbed in the chest. It's holding the knife. Yeah, and she immediately grabs the knife because yeah, right, she right. has to hold it so it doesn't fall off. Right, right. <laughs> Oh man! During the bad. rest of her death the, scene, the murder effects are bad. And you this can just film. imagine the director of the Batman. Be sure and keep a good hold on that knife, Kathy. Right. We need the shot. We have a red herring. We have an obvious suspect. It's the uh, gardener, Ralph. The who's the, a terrible actor who is not all there. Yeah. Is that how we're supposed to say that now? I don't know. He's not all there. A man of the land. Yeah. He, <laughs> Do you remember he, that? Right, yeah. He, I'm not they, smart, Miss Vicky. I'm a man of the land. And I know when something's wrong. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, all the night shots are shot in the day, which insinuates to me bad budget or... No, there was one. There was one sequence. That's true. I even said you, that. Because you yeah, pointed yeah, it out. But yeah. there were several yeah. night shots that were shot at like 3 p.m. Yeah, and they, it looks... It's obvious, but... So I originally thought it was because of a low budget. It's actually because of scheduling. So they shot this film in 10 days, apparently. So And they all, like I mentioned uh, to you off mic, they all stayed at the mansion that the finishing school takes place in, uh, the cast and the crew. So yeah, there was some beer drinking and some cigarette smoking and, dare I say, fornicating. If, those, if those walls could talk. Right. That chemistry would be probably real. There's so... The girls have a plan to get their their boyfriends in. They're gonna try to dose the house mom basically into with sleeping medication and in her tea. Or was it warm milk? Oh yeah, it was warm milk. Everybody's drinking warm milk yeah. in this movie. I know it's just like every time somebody's Ugh. upset. Oh, let us get you some warm, warm milk. milk. That's yeah, also yeah. a very eighties thing, right? Yeah. Drinking milk. Can I get you a? Perhaps could I have a glass of warm milk? You can have a glass. Shut the hell up. <laughs> oh man. I love a good. Uh, what is what film is that? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller. God, it's great. What a great role. There's conveniently a landing strip at the finishing school. And just for, I mean, those at home, that's not a sex thing. Levi is talking about a place where, where you where land where aircraft land. Right, and that's where their, their boyfriends come in on an on an airplane, which is random, <laughs> and they're all wearing. Santa suits. And in, in terms of group makeup, what, we've got three schmucks and a nerd? Right. And then we have the angry pilot the angry who pilot. has to stay with the... Uh, that poor guy's only got two scenes and he dies in one of them. Right. And he, and he sleeps under the airplane. Yeah. Like, they're like... They treat him like... Right. They treat him just terribly. Like, yeah. worse than you would treat a cab driver. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. And he's responsible for, of course, keeping them alive in the air, which seems like an odd mm -hmm. choice in terms of their um, behavior. So, pretty soon after they land... It's revealed that our killer has a Santa suit and mask now, which is kind of felt like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Silent Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, this movie is a weird. It's like a, a, a three way between Silent Night, Deadly Night, mm -hmm. Friday the Thirteenth, yep. and Black Christmas. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because the the look of the house almost looks like Black Christmas on the inside, but and and it's also a, like a finishing school and it's these girls that are staying through Christmas break cuz their parents are are too rich to care 
kind of thing. Yeah, they, they're so all, very similar. Several of them mentioned that, like, oh, my parents are on vacation. Right. I'm not, I'm not invited. Right. My, my parents are in the Alps right now. Rich people. The second they can afford not to raise their kids, that's exactly yeah. what they do. You pay somebody else to do it. Christmas trees were better in 1980. It's a very controversial take. Uh, Please explain. Please explain. I don't know what it is. It's that soft glow about them. It's in Black Christmas, and it's also in this film, and it's the tinsel. I used to hate tinsel. Do you think it's like the tr- the, the the quality of the trees themselves? No, it's the lights and the tinsel in okay. particular. It also might be the camera. Cameras picked up these this like fucking glow from those things. Oh yeah, really no, there's particularly a, in my camera nerd reading older lenses, like vintage lenses. Yeah. Are they, like they've skyrocketed in value mm-hmm. because they they have that sort of soft right. It's awesome <laughs> that what do you call it? Hellation. Yeah, around it's, around it's pleasing to the eye, and I think that's why I think that Christmas sort of overly sharpened digital look where you can see every single pore. Also, colored lights weren't that LED bullcrap back then, right? Which hurts my eyes if I look at a blue long enough. The blue LEDs, you know, it's just terrible. I I don't remember. I don't remember when that started, but I don't like it. And it, you ever been in like a dark room trying to sleep and it's completely dark, except there's a single gadget with yeah, like an LED indicator right, on it, it. And it's like, and it might as well your be like a cop's flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's possible to sleep. It's true. Just a lot of sex crazed bad acting in this film. We have the line, this better be worth the chase. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's also fun what about this is how aggressive the ladies are. Oh no, they're they're the most aggressive of the of the genders. Like it's the it's the ladies who are deciding who and when. And they go back and forth between I know they get bored of one of the boys the, and just one of the cops that jump comes, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the Oh co- yeah, Mr. One Job. Yeah. What well, the yeah. police chief drops off, you know, a couple of cops to guard. Right. After, and he after says, the murder start. Touch these fillies yeah, was no. the term he used. Fillies? Man, it's 1980. <laughs> and everything has gotten worse since then. There is one shy girl, though, and it's pretty clear she's our final girl. She has this, like, Carrie vibe to her almost, you know what I mean? Yes, and um, I want credit for recognizing her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I'd seen her. Yeah. But I'd seen her before. We we found out it was from Ghostbusters. Yes. Yes. She's also in a, a terrible a dinosaur movie called Carnosaur. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna um, look that up. You should. <laughs> it was. I remember the cover at my local video rental store when I was a kid. So that's how far back that goes. And for Ghostbusters fans, the the young lady we're talking about is the actress who plays across from Bill Murray at the very beginning. When, student. Yeah, the student when Doctor Venkman is doing that psychic test, but he keeps shocking the dude because he's you know trying to flirt with the girl. Right. That's her. And you know, I just, I also want to say it was really nice to see them, re- Bill Murray, and 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 she reunited in this movie and mm-hmm. reunited in this movie because he's got a bit part in this too of course does he no no i didn't think so the santa mask is really creepy i will say that and it could have been anybody under there uh part this film is obviously part of the halloween craze Um, slasher mania the slasher mania and the success of of the low budget halloween and it feels that way Uh, everybody was just cashing out it's kind of like the nft thing now right this came out the same year as friday the 13th and had very similar Do we know which one came out first? On. I didn't look that up. We can go ahead and do that though because I feel like that's something I think we have we to because know. because this this movie has the Mrs. Voorhees twist. 
Yes, it does. God, spoiler alert. (laughs) I was going to wait till later on in the episode, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It does have the Mrs. Voorhees uh, killer effect, but it, then it, then it confuses you even more because instead of one killer, there right. are two. two. The, like Scream. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And it's the chief of police who, remember, he has that awkward scene with our final girl. No, I'm going to talk about that at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get back to that. Let me let me find out the release date for Friday the 13th and the release date. Right. For- While you look that up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about our final girl because <laughs> the most disturbing part of this movie is not the killings. It's not the, uh, the the sexual connotations, if that kind of thing bothers you, or at least not the overt sexual connotations. Mm-hmm. But our final girl, who is of course the one who, who who keeps herself pure throughout the movie, she does not have sex with anyone. She's very she's a bit awkward, nervous, although of course beautiful because you, you have to be in these movies. But the strangest thing happens with her throughout the movie in that people are always touching her. Yeah, they are. People oh, are man. always we we did make that note. People are always like like grabbing and, and holding her hand. People that she doesn't know that well. Yeah. Whenever she gets upset, or and then there's that one really awkward scene with the chief of police when he comes to investigate the murders that have already happened, where he like he like holds her face while he's talking yes. to her. And it, I guess you're you did say he's he's the murderer because he's so it was the, it was the only thing I could right, think of. He's to so explain emotional that. about the little the girl dying from the year before, and it's it's obvious too the Mrs. Voorhees thing because in her room she has a picture of. The girl who died. It's just behind her, but Uh, I noticed it, but I was like, well, maybe they just want to remember her, you know, or whatever. So Uh, it's her parents, basically. Right. The dead girl's parents. So interesting thing about, right, it is, she, these, the two, the, the house mother and the chief of police are the dead girl's parents. I guess the house mother was hired after the event. Apparently nobody did even the most basic background check. Right. So I, I don't know. No, it was like, didn't your daughter used, didn't she go here last year until we killed her on accident? Two uh, interesting facts about the release dates of Friday the 13th and To All a Good Night. Number one, To All a Good Night came out first. This film came out before Friday the 13th, and it came out after Christmas. January 30th, 1980 is the release date for To All a Good Night. And May 9th, 1980 is the release date to Friday the 13th. I wonder what explains the, the similar, you know, the an older woman being the killer kind of twist. I don't know. Maybe it was just in the, hey, wouldn't this be interesting? Same writer. It would be uh, sort of a shock almost, you know. I don't know. Something the audience would never see. There aren't that many ways to mix up a slasher movie, though. That's why it's not. it's never been my favorite mm-hmm. subgenres, because there's just not... There's not a lot you can do. I know. And it's most of the time it's a human. And I get that. I don't know. I just like monsters in my horror or specters. I don't like my monsters to be human in horror. I don't know. I like the supernatural. But in in the Friday the 13th franchise and in Halloween. They're supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they start as human. The essence of evil. Right. And that means they're immune to bullets. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. So I have another note that says there's so much sex. I also Again, have another, the, the disdain I have a, in your I, voice I, no, when I you have, say these things. I have another note that says the effects are still terrible. <laughs> They're so bad. It's funny. It is funny. Cheryl was wrapping presents because she's way better at wrapping presents than I am while we were watching this film. And she said she actually enjoyed herself. This film is fun, I guess you could say. Well, I thought it was just my company. 
I mean, I'm delightful. It wasn't you. I'm Uncle, good to be around. Uncle he, I Jonathan. should get invited to more parties. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's true. You should. The killer is in a suit of armor at one point and then quickly <laughs> rotates into the Santa suit burying his victims. But that is explained later. But first, let's just, there's a suit of armor. Yeah, suits of armor in the are, are, in this Southern California finishing school are amazing. There's a full suit of armor with mm-hmm. a sword mm-hmm. just in the corner. It's an I think it's an axe. Yeah, it's an, it's an, axe. an axe. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because he he kills or the the killer he or she at this point kills the victim with the with the axe. And th- that that effect isn't terrible. Could you really sneak up on somebody in a suit of armor? I mean, isn't it going to squeak? No, it just falls. Like like it just kind of. Oh, yeah, you're right though. They're having sex in the middle of that room or whatever. And the arm just raises and comes down on him. I don't know. Very strange. Don't don't look into it too yeah. much. So our main suspect uh, later on in the film, our red herring, Ralph, is discovered dead. So that takes him off the books. Yeah, like um, about the middle of the movie, right? Right. The cop says... But, but we knew it wasn't right, Ralph. Right. We knew it wasn't Ralph. We have the uh, chief of police saying, everyone's a suspect. <laughs> you gotta love the killer saying that everyone is a suspect. I'm still uh, jealous of that sport coat. I want that sport coat. They the the our our ladies switch love interests really fast after this, after the the cops show up and Ralph dies. Yeah. That's when they literally like switch partners and then one of them goes with the the cop who had one job which was not to touch the Not girls. to sleep with the students. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one who ha- uh, had the voice like a 30s radio announcer. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like a war report at the beginning of a movie. Yeah, she in did. The <laughs> yeah, she the really did. Thing. It was very strange. Do you think strange. that was a real voice or she like affected that? That might have been her actress voice. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, her theater voice. Yeah. Uh, Santa has an axe after this. I don't know where he gets the axe uh, because the suit of armor is back in the next scene with the axe still. So, but where have we seen Santa with an axe? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night. The original, of course. Yeah, of course. There's five of those, which we found out. I think I mentioned that on the last episode. Cannot wait to watch. I actually tried to watch part two not Mm -hmm. long ago. Yeah. And it was, as you said, it's just clips from part one with like 20 minutes of extra footage tacked on. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to check out three, four, and five. We do. uh, I'm not. (laughs) We do get a shower death scene. And of course, there's nudity, of course. And it's with a knife. So, I, you know, psycho feels there the makeout scenes in this film are uncomfortably long and awkward did you catch that listen levi some ladies like that in your personal life you no, may no, be no, rushing no. that stage no 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 i mean like the the actors were literally waiting to hear cut like you can catch that like well Yes, and not not only are the makeout scenes held for for the shots are, are held for quite a long time, mm-hmm. but the um, the lead up, yeah, you know, there's a lot of just googly eyes. Yeah, there is just just the flirting. Yeah, it's awkward, and and then like the, they start to kiss, and normally in movies there's this like pacing of when when someone starts to kiss or make out when they'll cut, you know, and this one just drag. I mean, it's. Holds it for a long time on multiple scenes, too. It really felt like weird. I'm not sure if this is a compliment or not, but it it really felt like you were at your senior prom party. Yeah. And two people were making out. Yeah. And the, you You know, across the room. Look at it. Yeah. And everybody else is like, you know, trying to find another. 
place to look. Someone is killed with fishing yeah. around the throat, which is lifted off the ground. Lifted off the ground. That had to be our police chief, which temporarily confused me because at that point I was pretty sure the it, house mom, yeah. was the killer. Well, she is. But yeah, right. But, but, we, but, but that even, was before we knew it was a double up. Right. They're they're wearing mul- they're both wearing Santa outfits, so this one could have been the the police chief because she. Would That's have, when you were like, well, who the fuck is it? She'd have yeah. to be working her biceps. I remember, you know, every yeah. day, yeah, to be able to lift a guy off the ground with fishing wire. One of my favorite things about this film was our girl with the 1930s actress radio voice goes completely insane. Oh my god! After <laughs> oh my god! Hold on! After seeing who the killer is, she and and it's like cartoon crazy like she starts dancing and and puts on a dress and wears and thus a lot never of makeup murdered. apparently driving right. someone insane was just as good revenge right. wise as murdering them for these these killers right i that intrigued me i thought well then who could it be to drive the girl insane it, it was, has to be the house mom that, that was the first truly laughable right laughable moment right. because you know you're the in the shot the killer's back is to the camera right mm-hmm. and we can see the the terrified yeah lady's face yeah and then we see the killer sort of pull the mask down yeah, yeah and then yeah she goes she just just like that yeah insane. yeah it snaps and two and seconds ago i was yeah, saying yeah now i'm not right it's almost like a mountains of madness situation it is yeah which i like but, that but d- the dancing she, no it's terrible she's just like little ballerina i know she's like playing, it's almost the- like she's playing harley quinn but this was before harley quinn was even created so but I have one last note for this film, which is after the film and the one previous, I might stop doing the podcast altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. I know. I know that. I know. You're our, not going to be avid a, listeners. What am I going to do? Do this like sitting here by myself? Come on. No, and you'd have to have like a script. Well, I mean, you know, other podcasts would call you, that live. You frequently drop a lot of racist stuff. And I have to edit that out. That's not true. Because that's not okay anymore. Because it's not the 80s. It's not okay, It's not the 80s. No. Oh, man. We're trying to hold people accountable? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Fuck 1980. (laughs) 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 No, you want to know what was better. What? No, I'm not done. I got... Okay, okay. I I I I was done with that. You're about to run out of the room. (laughs) First of all, Mm -hmm. just to reiterate, props to this movie for its sex positivity. Okay. Props to this movie for, uh, you know, the ladies being the aggressors. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just think we need more of that in the world. Props to this movie for mixing it up with the killer. Right. Giving right. us a, a double, because nobody saw that right. coming. Even I was surprised at that. Right. And you know what? Props to the 1980s, Levi. Yeah, okay. I mean, just the best decade yeah, okay. in they American give us, history. <clears throat> they did give us some good films. They gave us some bad films. They gave, they gave us culture they gave us a lot of culture is what they did but yeah as for a holiday horror film i'd never heard of this one i think we randomly browsed past it one night when we were looking for other films and we read the premise and it sounded exactly like black christmas so why not try to do it Uh, there's a million other christmas horror movies though so we have plenty of your tone information almost seemed like that was a bad thing no no i'm saying we'll we'll have plenty of content for next year too Next season, and the year after that, and year after that, and year after that, because why would we stop when this is the only fun we get to have? Well, I got, I got, I'm going to start introducing some current events to the program here, Levi. Oh man! And I'm trying to find current events that you know you can you can go, skip to the next episode now <laughs> that, that kind of match our theme of you know horror, yeah. terror, 
Yeah, we kind of got away from, life. We've kind of gotten away from how this ties into. Well, some of these films don't tie into issues today, and so we just don't bring that up. You know. But, also, I've kind of I've kind of backed off keeping up with yeah. issues today. Yeah, I feel I just, like we kind of got fatigue. Except for the videos of Americans like losing their shit on planes, because that that's a genre that will never stop being hilarious. You love that. I love it. Why? You know, I just... It feels like a temperature gauge. It's because they're trapped. They can't, like, you know, like, they have to sit there in their own shame. It feels like that emergency gauge that you'll see in, in movies about nuclear reactors, right? Yeah, right. So I, I just like knowing, like, how close we are as a culture to yeah. just, just exploding. Yeah. Just canned goods and shotguns and, and, and screaming about yeah. conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean... We, which we're already doing. Which we're already doing. But here's, here's your first current event. Go for I, it. I hope you didn't see this because it is hilarious. Okay. So uh, this is from uh, CNN. Everybody's favorite source of fake news. Right. <laughs> a Michigan woman faces prison after trying to hire an assassin through a fake website. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. Oh, I think I have heard about this. Didn't the police officers set up a fake website? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> this lady. God, I'm not bootlicking at all. That's just smart. Hey, uh, uh, how can she not know, though? Like, go ahead. Go on. So this lady wants to have her husband killed, which, by look, is perfectly understandable. I'm a husband. I get why you'd want to get rid of some of us. I, that's makes the start of a lot of gothic novels it really right is. there. Yeah. But so, I mean, that's perfectly understandable, like wanting to off your husband. Mm-hmm. I, you know, nobody's going to judge you for wanting to. No. But this woman, I guess she just, she opened her laptop and mm-hmm. she got on Google mm-hmm. and was like, where can I hire a hitman? Yeah, that's because that's work. how things work. Yeah. And well, in her in her tiny brain, sorry, tiny brain. That's that is how things worked. <laughs> listen, listen. It was rent a hitman. What's the name of it? Oh my god! It was just dot com. Was it rent? I don't want to visit it. I don't want the FBI no, I mean, like I, showing up. No, I mean like the- it. It says rent a hitman, but I have to click through if I want to see the actual address. Oh I'm, no! Don't do that. I don't want to do that. Well, that's obviously not on the dark web she probably had no idea what the dark web even was but listen it's got it's got fake testimonials awesome yes <laughs> That's like oh clients. it's got testimonials it's like it says user reviews oh my just God. like you would do for your favorite coffee shop right or or you know, my favorite website builder or what's that right. local restaurant that it's happening. Oh, it's all over the news right now guys and it's here oven in and our tap. Area. oven and tap yeah, yeah. washington I- post just made a thing about it and also the the realtor who gave the tips started a GoFundMe for them, and it's raised like $16,000. For the restaurant? No. For the servers? Yeah. You guys, you can look that up. I don't even right. know enough about what. It was just a local thing. and it, Yeah. It, even without knowing what happened, I can guarantee you it didn't need to be in the Washington Post. No, but it's, it's all about how uh, a business is trying to take advantage of their employees. That's why or it's not. in the Washington, Washington Post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm quite laughs> okay. Uh, but listen, back, back to this. One of the testimonials said that Rena Hitman, quote, handled my disgruntled employee. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, you can't. It's just so handled stupid. my disgruntled I build, employee. I, I, I build and, you know, do web stuff for a living. So it's just. No, it's that's just what so, I was referring to as your favorite website builder. Uh, <laughs> favorite code. Rena Hitman, quote, 
handled my disgruntled employee issue promptly while I was out of town on vacation. Disgrunt- so bosses are having their disgruntled employees offed. You know, God damn it, we've got Charlie over here, mm-hmm. and he's always late for his shift. Right. Can't fire him, because then they'd have to take unemployment. Yeah. If I fire him, I gotta pay unemployment, like, gotta, forever. Gotta you kill know, him. We think he might even be taking stuff out of the till. Gotta kill him. So, obviously, the solution is rent a hitman. Well, obviously, it's not a good business, because a good business would offer, like, life insurance to that guy, and then the bit, and once he died, the business oh, would have to pay for dip. that. Yeah, yeah. Double dip. <laughs> Oh man, you got a pretty good head for business there, Levi. Are you no, sure I don't. you haven't Stop. misspent your your efforts in life? It's a wonder you don't go into Parliament. So anyway, our our moron, you know, filled out the consultation form, and she even had a suspicion that something was up because there's another quote in here where what she wrote was a quote. This is kind of weird that your company is not on the deep or dark web. Oh wow, she did write that. Uh, I prefer not going to jail. Thanks for your time. Oh, wow. And then she did it anyway. And then she went on. I guess they got back and forth, and she agreed on the low, low price of $5,000 to have her husband killed. Yeah, that's not Do you think you can have somebody knocked off for 5K? No. No. But our, I mean, this silly website aside, don't you figure, like, you don't want to go cheap on a hitman. No. Right? I mean, there are some things you can go cheap on. But you don't want to go right. cheap. Right, don't hire a hitman for $500. Like, that's $500. 5000 seems low to me, too. It, it does. It does. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, though. I get I get my hitman expertise from films and TV shows. So yeah. I don't know. I don't, know what, the, I don't yeah. know what the hiring process is like. What's the rate on one of those guys or gals? I don't know. This one paid 5000 Insane. To have her husband killed. But, yeah. So, yeah, and obviously, you know, when you fill this out, Mm-hmm. It goes immediately to the police. So she just, she literally like form filled her way to prison. <laughs> like she, yeah, she no. basically submitted an application to go to prison. Right. Here's my address. Here's my phone number. Here are my qualifications for going to prison. Right. Here's my credit card number. Oh my God. <laughs> just in case you didn't know exactly who I was, let me give you my billing info. Oh my God. Yeah, that's pathetic. That's terrible. I'm sorry. That is just terrible. Some of the other fake testimonials. Let's see. We got one from a woman who purported to be, quote, ready to mingle after catching her husband cheating with a babysitter. Mm. Ooh, let me tie this together. This couple should have hired a hitman instead of dressing up. Doing it themselves? Yeah, dressing up. There was no internet in 1980, Levi. I know, but they they could have hired a hitman. They could. They were in Southern California. Southern California. Come on, they can run capital. Come on, world. Lazy. That was just. I don't know. That one. That one kind of rang this. That story kind of rang the same bell for me as the Americans losing their shit on planes videos. Yeah. And then it it always makes me wonder. Like you know, I said I thought that the plane videos it was like a gauge of just how far off the rails we've gone as as a society. But the upside to that, or the hopeful thing for me about that. Is is that is that the idea that if we if we do get all the way over to the red, yeah, that that it might be possible for us as a society to hit rock bottom, and then there's only one way to go from there, buddy. Better, right? Yeah, like, I just feel like rock bottom for us right now in terms like just the overall mental stability of this country mm-hmm. with all the conspiracy theories and shit. Right. I feel like rock bottom is what we need. I just i i, I want us to I want to look forward to a time where we all you know. Just have that equivalent experience, that equivalent experience of of waking up on a cold tile floor and mm. a puddle of our own intellectual vomit. 
Our own, Jonathan wants the world to start over. Our own bad beliefs. You know, you're, you're laying there, you wake up, your face yeah. is sort of stuck to the tile, yeah. cold. And, you know, when you stand up and you look in the mirror at that moment, mm-hmm. that can be really instructive. Mm-hmm. That's a genuine opportunity to turn it around. You know, though, I'm going to be the pessimist here. I'm going to say it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Everything just crumbles so that we can build back up. Well, I don't think hard. that's happening. Yeah, yeah but... And I get people that want that to happen. I I fucking want it to happen sometimes, you know. I mean, I, I don't want everything to burn down. I know. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys who's like, you know, burn down the house, despite the fact that my kids are living in it. Right. No. But, uh, God no. But we do need. We've got to find that bounce back point. Right. You know, we've got to stop. COVID didn't do anything. Hard. I mean, it made us worse. <laughs> I feel like you know, like we're more entitled now. People are. Is entitled a word? To, I mean, that's, I don't that's part of it. I that's just a, feel like... That's every, the word I, I use the most when I describe America. I just feel like we, you know, we've all gone crazy. Yeah. I, I don't want to... You know, I was reading about the... I said I, was, I stopped following politics, but I was just reading a little bit about the... You know, that big infrastructure plan? Don't worry, I'm not getting political. I was just super disappointed that of all the things they were, they were going to build, mm-hmm. that they're, I didn't see any in, insane asylums. Yeah. Because what this country needs... Are insane asylums. No, what we need is free therapy. Every that's what we fucking need. Well, some of these folks, you can't start with therapy. I know, it's, but you, we got to start with heavy med and doing watercolors with a view of a pond. Right. Well, well, this is my therapy because actual therapy is way too fucking expensive. And it doesn't go anywhere either. Um, I've had terrible luck with therapy, man. Yeah, maybe I'm unfixable. Well, that's, <laughs> maybe my, that's a my frustration is sometimes I get frustrated with the whole thought that you have to pay someone to fucking actually listen to you. And, and are they actually listening to you? You know, there's that whole thing that they're drawing Donald Duck while you're talking on the couch, you know. But Did I don't I know. turn off the stove? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, yeah, you know, things could be worse. You know, we talked about it last year on our call back to my Christmas Carol episode. Uh, things could be way worse. Could be 1840 in London right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, perspective is important. Right. And, and I often lose it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I've said this before. I, I'm no fan of like... Fantasies about the good old days. Yeah, right. I know. I know you're not. Yeah, except for the 1980s. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I don't. Yeah, you because know, that's not that far back. Yeah, I like antibiotics. I like uh, air Jonathan, conditioning. It is that far back though. Now, I guess for some people. fucking 40 years ago, dude. Don't say that. Yeah. Is that yeah. why my knees hurt? Yeah, that is why your knees hurt, bud. <laughs> is that why when I, I went to pick up my nine-year-old son a couple uh, of days ago, I was going to scoop him up off the ground, yeah. which I've done a thousand times, and my lower back was like, uh-uh. Not, not anymore, Don't Bob. Don't do that yeah. again. Nope, not anymore. Oh, man. And your poor son. He's surrounded by women. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that poor guy. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's already telling noobs. To get shit on, which I appreciate. Oh, in his games, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. He's, he's learning the uh, the art of smack talk. Yeah, in his online games, it's important. Fine line, also related. Mm-hmm. Fine line though between fine line between the expected level of video game smack talk mm-hmm. and trolling. Yeah, and being like insufferable. Video right? game smack talk is supposed to be all in, you know all fun, you know. Yeah. but then but then it does get personal a lot. Yeah, it does, <laughs> and then, it, can, then it gets it can, really bad. It can turn quickly. It's part of the competitiveness, though. I guess I don't know. I'm not a huge competitive person, so but I but it, it it's fun to shit talk, you know. I guess no, of course it's not just fun. It's an essential part of male bonding, right? Well, and I was you know I heard who was it i guess it was like some uh, he was a football player sorry i don't know why i lost that but he was talking about how fun it is to actually shit talk 
Because also you have you set yourself up for an expectation. You have to live up to it as well. Sure. But but shit talking is just fun. I don't know. I mean, what ask my friends? Like I shit talk my friends all the time. Yeah. that's fun. It's that's fun how to men me. talk yeah. to each other. Well, I mean, I shit talk my friends that are girls too, and they shit talk right back too. I mean, but yeah, you're right. It's it's this like hazing thing. Oh, you doofus. Yeah, you know, like it's it is strange. And I, I just noticed that, like you know, my son, like little boys, he and his friends, like they pick it up. Yeah, as a no. mode of communication, right? Well, right. But my my younger daughters mm-hmm. don't. Like, no, yeah. they know about it because of their brother, of right. course. So they have to engage in it on some level. Mm-hmm. But when I when I hear my little girls playing together, that's not what mm-hmm. they're doing. I think I've said this before on the podcast. If I'm extremely nice to you, and I I've known you for some time. It, it means I probably don't like you. If, you mean if you're very, very like formally cordial? Right, right. If I if I call you names or or say your mother or whatever, it means I like you. So sure. that's, yeah, I guess that's shit talking. There's lots of different ways to say I love you. And maybe that's what the final lesson of this movie is, Levi. Right. You can say I, I love you with random hookups and long makeout sessions. Right. You can say I love you by drugging uh, your house mother. You can say I love you by piling an axe into someone's face. Yes, you say out, of, lo- out of grief. They they loved their daughter. They That's did. one thing we got from this. <laughs> they did. Those parents loved their daughter. In the same way that right now, you know, throughout the United States, we love losing our shit. 